What is up, sports fans? And welcome back to a rip-roaring episode of Low Expectations with Gruder Dahl, brought to you by the No Laying Up Podcast Network. Tonight in the house, you've got Haley. Hello, hello. And me, Jen. Um, And we have a really exciting couple of guests for you tonight. And we're going to get on with the interview that we just did. And it was with Mel Reed and Carly Grenfeld. Okay, so that's very, very exciting. Um, Mel has been one of our favorite tour players, I think probably since we started playing golf. Um, Just very cool, very swaggy, and also obviously very talented. Um, She was one of our favorite players to watch at um, the Solheim Cup, as you all obviously know. Um, We were just kind of stalking the shit out of her and Leona's groups um, the entire time that we were there. And while we were there, we were lucky enough to run into her fiance, Carly, who we recognized, obviously, because we're stalkers. Um, <laughs> and so she was drinking a beer at 9.51, and Kiki went up and gave her a koozie, and the rest is history. And now they're on the podcast. So yeah. um, really, really exciting. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, they were really, really fun to talk to, especially together. Um, seems like a really, really fun household, and they have a really great time. And you guys, not to brag, but we have multiple plans to hang out now with them. Hopefully they weren't <laughs> empty offers, but we're going to track them down. And uh, Not to brag, but hear... we'll be following up. <laughs> you'll hear all about it in the in the podcast. But, uh, but yeah, we're friends with them now. So it's pretty cool. It's really so exciting. So thrilling. It really was. It was really cool. Just like when they popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, like acted surprised, even though like we knew they were coming. <laughs> even um, though we planned this. Even though it was planned, but it always it always feels very exciting. Um, just very deep admiration for both of them, both you know spectacular athletes, um, yeah, and spectacular like, people. So I was just gonna say, just great, good people, just easy to yeah. talk to. Can't wait to have a beer with them. Can't wait, and that time will surely come. Um, so we're gonna keep this to a short, cold open today, and just get on with the interview. Um, so without further ado, everybody, Mel and Carly. We figured we'd start out by talking about Solheim, where we where we all kind of met. <laughs> Mel, you were kind of busy, but we were hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly busy. So I figured the very first question that we have is, how was the after party? Oh, wow. You can, you, can you Well, I mean, it's. do you know what? I very rarely do I make my flight after a Solheim Cup. We actually did make it at 9 a.m. We got we, like two hours well, of sleep. We, didn't, we got like 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, we were, we were one of the last ones standing. Um, there was definitely about three or four other people still staying up, and we left the party at, like, four. It was four. Yeah, so it wow. was – listen, I mean, something that I'm very proud of being European is we do throw the best after parties in the Solheim Cup. Win or lose. Win or lose. Yeah, obviously, it's a little bit more fun when you win, but um, – yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Like, we had a bunch of people come come over. Like, Carly's family came. A bunch of my mates that that made the trip up, they came. Um, yeah, honestly, it's just a bit of a. Um, I mean, they bring in a DJ, so it's gonna last very late. Like, it was ridiculous. We actually ran out of a DJ from a DJ from where though? From Toledo, Ohio, the local DJ. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm presuming he's from Toledo, Ohio. I'm, I'm saying that I'm from. I'm from Toledo and I'm just saying that because I have no idea what the DJ talent looks like there. But. It was, I mean, we were so intoxicated. I, I, honestly, anybody could have showed up and, and spun some decks. But um, yeah, we, we ran out of alcohol. So I'm going to go and get some more Stellas for the end of the night for me, you, Ollie, and Emily. Well, they? the bartender left at 
whatever time. And people were just literally behind the bar pouring themselves drinks. Yeah. So it got wow. to that point. No, it was fun. It's yeah, it's always good fun, but especially when we win, it was yeah, everyone kind of rallied together and we had a few of the American girls come in as well, which obviously, you know, we, we massively respect and you know, obviously got them some drinks and trying to get them drunk. So yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, it's always good fun. That's actually what good to know that there's European. some co mingling. Yeah. Well I know oh, I yeah, noticed we were great. we were we were doing a lot of just kind of creeping around all week um, in general, <laughs> like really flying the wall type stuff. And I saw some people hugging. I saw Jessica Corda hugging. Um, I forget who she hugged, but she was hugging people. You know, <laughs> so it seemed like, a, yeah, it seemed like a good natured. You know, obviously everybody wants to win, but I mean, it was hard not to root for you guys. And it also seemed the whole weekend, the whole week to us at least. Starting with your press conference, you were actually the first press conference we've ever been to either. So, oh, how was it? Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> it was amazing. The bar is set really we, high. We were at the press <laughs> conference treating it like it was like a movie or something. We were like <laughs> so thrilled. Like, we brought drinks in, we got Bloody Marys, and we were like drinking Bloody Marys. Okay. You should have told me. I definitely some if I knew you were drinking Bloody Marys, I would have definitely gone to you first for answering, like asking me questions. So, yeah, you should have got led with oh, that. God. We were too nervous to ask questions, but next time we will. We didn't. We didn't have any questions really. We were just there to really soak it all in. But we were really impressed too because it seems like not everybody like it's it's hard enough to be really good at golf, but to also be really good at like interviews and to be like answering questions and you know providing content to people is like a whole different skill and like you speak so well like you're just like really you, like you give the people what they want it's really cool yeah i think i think i get away with most of it because of my accent especially over here people just i think they just enjoy me speaking sometimes and i i think sometimes i just take a bit of confidence in that but no honestly like i enjoy i honestly enjoy like talking to the press i think that you know i think i'm probably there's a bunch of well obviously players give a lot of press conference but i feel that one of my assets is that I'm kind of always authentic. Um, like I, I'm just real. I think that that's something that I kind of pride myself on. And, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm, I'm going to be honest about it and give you my opinion. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just fortunate. I have a great relationship with the media and yeah, I mean, I really, I really don't mind it. And I think like I've done a little bit of broadcasting as well, which I think has helped. And, um, Carly tries to educate me as well on what, what to say and what not to say, but, um, <laughs> She's she way to, more intelligent than me. Needs so. to work on her ums, but she's getting there. Appreciate that. Thank you. That's really <laughs> hard. Yeah, that's a very difficult <laughs> it's thing. So hard. Yeah. Carly, what are some examples of things you tell her not to say? Yeah, love to hear that. <laughs> Swearing is probably the main one. She's like, you shouldn't swear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that adds color. I'm trying to that think of a personality. Yeah, I don't mind the swearing. I don't know. I can't think. Of you just reason. say you need to stop saying, um, and you know. Apparently, I say you know a lot. So I'm like, um, mm. you know. So like, I played. You know, <laughs> like really good today. You know. It's not um, really like what she's saying. It's just like n very nitpicky. So, so it's like I, media I, coaching. Yeah, I should probably back off, but I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a pro because you also had a podcast too, which obviously, in our extensive journalistic research. We checked out, loved it also. Got to, we have a lot of mutual friends, it turns out. Really? By a lot, I mean a handful. I mean, I feel <laughs> like Megan Lamont, shout out. I feel like the golf world is very small. Like once you're in the golf world, yeah. it feels like everyone knows everyone. It's kind of cool. 
It is cool. It feels weird to think that we're in the golf world. We still very much feel like we are outside looking in. Solheim was a very good example, a very real example, I think, of our first time uh, being at a tournament. That was our first LPGA tournament that we've been to. Oh, wow. uh, first time being there as media. You probably could have, like, could have told, like, we were very giddy and dressed up the whole time and uh, really blurring the lines between fan and media, we kept saying. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no beginning and no end to what was what. Um, it's performance art. It is. But uh, no, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah, the there's a whole world of golf. We had no idea it even existed. But yeah, it gets very small very quickly. It does. Yeah, I enjoy it. So we kind of mentioned before that, Carly, we met you um, when we were following Mel and Leona around, um, <laughs> which we did for most of the weekend, if we could. Um, that was, you guys were really by far and away our absolute standout MVPs. We're like, oh, well, obviously going to follow that group. Um and we gave Carly a koozie, um, which maybe our the the diehard fans will recognize from Twitter. But you know, obviously, I don't know if everybody keeps up with that. Um, but one question that we had, first of all, we were very impressed, uh, Mel, that you had twenty mates. We kept saying that before we came across Carly and your family and your friends. We were like, she has twenty friends that she got to come to Toledo, Ohio. Like, who in the world can do that? So, how did you get twenty people in your posse? Well, they're basically, um, so when we lived in Jupiter, we call them the crew. So, like, they're legit, like our best mates. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that we kind of met these people. You worked with a few of them. That's kind of how we, we met them. Carly's old job at PGA of America, and one of my best friends worked for PGA of America. So they're kind of all associated with golf. Um, but, yeah, we've just become very fortunate that we've kind of all, we're all kind of couples, and we just, they're our crew, aren't they? They're like yeah. our best friends over here, and yeah, even though we're in Jacksonville, like we try and make the trip down like at least once a month. So, like we're going to go see them in, you know, 10, 10 less than two month, weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that when you get such a, a strong unit like that, like it's important to kind of, you know, keep it. They're basically like family to us. Um, so, yeah, how I ever managed to get them to come to Toledo, Ohio to watch a golf event is kind of still shocking to myself. But I did promise them alcohol, uh, which they took full advantage of, which I think definitely made the experience better um but yeah no I was super pumped like for them to come and see what I do for a little bit you know they they've come to like one other event I think in Boca mm -hmm. um but I really wanted them to experience Solheim because I think that not only is it one of the best kind of spectacles of women's golf it's one of the best like sporting events in the world in my opinion and so for them to kind of experience that was was awesome for them to make the effort to come out and I think they had a really good time from from what they remember so um yeah no it was good fun <laughs> Tell them the Laura Davies story with my aunt. Oh, yeah. So, and also Carly's Davis family. This so is good. Carly's family, um, she has a huge <laughs> family. And so I'm still trying to meet them all, even though I think 200 of them are invited to the wedding. But um, <laughs> so one of the they one of her aunties came to, the, obviously, they all came to the after party on the Monday night. And one of them was like, oh, my God, is that Laura Davies? And I was like, do you want me to introduce you? And she was like, Oh my god, hundred percent. I was like, okay, I'm only going to introduce you if one, you only get a picture, and two, just do not be weird. Like, don't like engage any conversation unless she does. Like, just please don't be weird. Like, please. <laughs> she gets a picture and then starts talking about. Oh, I remember watching you in 1992 back in, I don't even know Arkansas or somewhere. And she was like, you were amazing in that shot into 15, and Laura was just like, okay, 
thanks, Mal. Thank you for bringing. Uh, thank you for bringing my number one fan over. I was like, mate, I'm so sorry. And literally, I couldn't drag her away from it. I was like, come on, let's come on, let's leave her now. Come on, let's go. All right, we need to leave. So, um, yeah, she was fangirling hard, but um, but yeah. I could have gone either way, though. I could have seen the dame, like, eating that up. She does most of what is it? She gets, she gets, she's obviously, like, she's, I see her as just Laura, like, one of my, one of my, like, I grew up admiring her, but I've become pretty good friends with her now. Like, even in the after party, she was just hounded by people. Yeah. Like, people just love Laura, and I totally get it. Like, she's legit. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's obviously amazing with people, but, yeah, I think she just wants to have a little a beer and just kind of you know settle in on, on what she'd done for the whole week and just take it all in but um yeah she just gets absolutely hounded wherever she goes so including carly's family which was great <laughs> we i mean and we saw like- a bit of that ourselves we you know we we watched her from afar for most of the weekend and you know she has a lot of fans out there i'll just leave it at that yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that she, she finally escaped me, and then she had Carly's family to contend with me after party. So. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up, Jen, but I'll okay, let you I, tell the story if you feel like it. <laughs> well, at one point, accidentally, like we were going like in, you know, under the ropes. We didn't really, we were, you know, very unseasoned at the whole, you know, under the rope situation. And the ropes themselves sometimes are a little bit of a hazard because you know they'll flop on your head, or like we had these backpacks and like. I kept getting my backpack stuck in the rope every single which was time. It was really embarrassing. Like I just want to go low time, enough. Jen, you got stuck by the rope. <laughs> it was really bad. And so you at one point, on yourself every single time. at one point I got a little bit stuck and then somebody was like lifting the rope and the dame was on one of those carts. Everybody was driving around in the carts. And so she was in the cart and she like dropped the rope and it like kind of got me like stuck for a second time. And I looked over to see like who it was and I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and like, he just looked at me like, first of all, I didn't do that. And second of all, like, shut up and get out of here. <laughs> like, and then when you guys won, we were on the 18th green and a few other people were like getting pictures with her, getting selfies with her. And I was like, oh my God, this is my big moment. I'm going to go over and get a little picture with her. She was like smiling, you know, she looked like she was enjoying it. And I went up and I was like, oh, can I get a picture? She's like, yeah. And I went and I pressed the button and it was a video, which is like the most embarrassing thing to happen. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it's like a one second video where like you just see my face just like drop. And I was like, oh. and then she just walked away. <laughs> like it's, no, it's no words whatsoever. So no. Yeah, I have a short video though. So, you know, that's, that's something. I, mean, I can that's always grab it well done. frame. So. So yeah, it was very fun, but she seems like she'd be a lot of fun. I heard she's quite the pool shark. Yeah, she's awesome. Like she's exactly what you think she is. Like she just, you know, loves a beer, loves to gamble. She's incredibly talented, like at every single sport she ever tries to attempt. Um, Like I've played cricket with her before. She's incredible at that. Like incredible pool player, incredible darts player, snooker player, like footballer. Like we've played football together. Like she's She's just one of the natural athletes. Like she's just, yeah, she's real talented and just an like awesome. She's basically just a badass. Is is how I would describe her. Yeah, that she seems up. really cool. You two have played before in the Solheim before, correct? Yeah, my partners? first Solheim, I partnered with her. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what, that was, what was that? Fun, yeah, it was awesome. Like, um, like she's one of the reasons I took up golf. Honestly, like she hates me saying this because the year I was born was the year she won the U.S. Open, and I like to remind her of that, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> like me playing Solheim of her was like always a dream of mine since I was a kid. And to get to do that was, I mean, it was just sick. And we've just, we've, we've always had a great relationship ever since I've come out on tour. And yeah, I mean, I'm just super appreciative to have that friendship with her. And yeah, she's just, she's just amazing. I love her to death. Do you see like some sort of maybe um, similar, you know, almost mentorish relationship budding between you and Mags? Is it cool if I call her Mags too? Or Mags, is that, like, yeah. Her new nickname is Lion. <laughs> her new nickname is Lion. Lion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, We're, she, yeah. she definitely hated me before we uh, started playing together at Solheim, but um, I think she's starting to like me now. She like. We never spoke. And I just was like, you, you don't like me, do you? She's like, not really. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, what? Was, Why? Well, we though? never really spoke. She had this impression of, of obviously very different personalities, right? Like, but then le- legit, like after Solheim, like, I mean, I would consider her one of my good mates now. She's awesome. Like, I love yeah. her to death. Like, we like hang out now. Like, that's the cool wow. thing about Solheim, right? Is like, you kind of put in these situations and, you know, I like to think I took her under my wing a little bit and obviously she played incredibly well and, you know, she, you know, being her partner, like she made me look better, which was great, but um, she did all the legwork really. But I mean, she just, she was just a badass all week and she said, it was so nice to get to know her. She's an incredible girl. And yeah, we have like a great relationship now. Like, you know, she's in Korea this week. Like she was just texting me about just stuff in Korea, like about the bus journey and stuff. So yeah, she's uh yeah, she's. I'm definitely getting on a Christmas list. I think now. We'll see. We'll see if I get called or not. We'll see. I might not. What a rags to riches story, though. Think about where you were in August of this year. I know. Yeah, Betty spoke, and now we're like, you know, I mean, I'll probably invite her to the wedding. I mean, she'd sit with you wow. at every lunch, every dinner. Yeah, she'd come right to Mel's table. It was cute. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. She's a good girl. Yeah, I'm really glad that everyone got to see like, not only what a great golfer she is, but. I felt like she showed her personality a bit and you know, I'm just really glad that people got to see that because she's a great girl. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're, we're enormous fans. I asked one, a guy that I work with is Irish and on Tuesday after the Solheim cup, I was like, so did you see the news about Leona? And he was like, actually I did. And like, he was like, I don't follow golf at all, but you know, I do read the Irish papers and it was like front page news. Oh, I, was yeah. Like, yeah. I was there in case you care. He was like, I don't. So that's Connor. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like, what were you doing there? I was like, let's not talk You're about like, it. I was the one getting clotheslined by Laura Davies. <laughs> <laughs> probably saw me in the background of the video. Exactly. Seen me. I might have been in that picture. Uh, um, another question that we had about Solheim was how, to what extent do you notice like things going on around you? Like, you know, um, like three adult children wearing Team USA gear that are behind the ropes and like maybe shouldn't be there. You know, like what do you are you paying attention to anything else other than golf while you're playing? Um, Like, yes and no. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, it's for me, it's like one of the events that I get in the zone the most easiest is probably the, the I hate saying that in the zone, but like where you're just mentioning that state of mind. Like, I find it the easiest at Solheim. And honestly, like you, you don't you obviously can you know that there's people around and you know that if there's somebody dressed up in a certain way like you obviously do notice that if they kind of shout your name like go mel or something like you're going to turn around but honestly like we don't really we don't really notice like a huge amount like we're obviously so desperate to try and get our team point that that's kind of what our focus is on but um yeah i mean there was some pretty there was some pretty legit outfits out there from what i did see yeah well 
Maybe it was harder this year because there wasn't um, as much of an equal blend between Team Europe and Team USA. It's very heavy. Right. So I was just outside of your really- 20 mates. Yeah, apart from my 20 mates. Yeah, thank you. But um, I was like, I was trying, every time you turn around, it was obviously like red, white, and blue. So obviously, you you know, you're not trying to. You love the yeah. USA. Oh, I mean, get a new chant, <laughs> you know, USA all the way, get a new chant. It's been, been and gone, been and done. The chanting is really funny, though, too, because it's a lot of like, and I don't know if you know, you guys notice this too, but in the crowd, it was a lot of like older people, like old like old people like doing the chants and the cheers and everything. I thought that was like pretty funny. It's like, like a girl's trip. Like, you know, they go on a girl's trip, don't they? All the 56 year olds and they just love it. They just go mental for that whole week. And it's, yeah, yeah it's cool. I mean, you know, if I, if I was that age and I loved golf, like I would definitely go to it. Like I, th- I think oh, it's yeah. a cool week, you know, like, you know, people do it at Ryder Cup as well. I think that what a cool experience to watch, you know, some of the best players in the world, like, you know, try and, beat each other's asses as much as possible and and you know I think there's just so much passion as well in Solheim that just makes you proud to to be kind of where you're from as well I think that that's uh that's something what's kind of unique about it as well yeah I mean I think it's definitely the team environment right it's so fun Mm -hmm. to be able to root for a team I think we talked about this in one of our other episodes around uh the Solheim and even the Ryder Cup and you know bringing more people to the sport or as fans of the sport, it's so much easier to say here, root for team USA or team Europe versus trying to absorb, you know, however many girls are playing in a given week and, you know, picking out uh, some faces, you know, some faces you don't. I think as an entry into being an LPGA fan, the Solheim is a great way to kind of bring more people and more eyeballs to it. Um, because it, it is a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't, I feel like we knew we had Solheim circle on the calendar for so long. We knew for so long that we were going, but it really was not until we stepped foot out there that we we're like, ah, this makes sense. <laughs> like we really right. ended up getting that first day. No, that's awesome. And like, I totally agree. Like people are, oh, you know, I, I, I love Jess Corder. She's my favorite, but I, you know, I like Nelly and I also, actually also like Danielle. And yeah, I also like Lizette. Like, whereas there you can just like the one team. You know, right. so, um, right. yeah, you, you're right. That's what makes it so cool is you can just get completely behind the team and, you know, you're rooting for 12 players instead of just one. So you can, you know, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. It's something that I always look forward to every couple of years. So it's my thing. Yeah. We want to see it every year. We wish it was every year going back and forth between U.S. and Europe. Would that work for you? Yeah, would you like um, that? Well, I feel- <laughs> I just feel bad. Like we can just, actually get some input on this. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think two years is is good because I think it builds up anticipation, um, gives people time to kind of get in the team. Um, it gives the captains time to kind of, you know, make the picks or whatever she wants to, you know, create the dynamic of the team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think every two years is good, but um, yeah, I mean, I think every two years is perfect. Would, yeah, if you, yeah, Carly, what do you think? I think the anticipation is like the best way to put it. You're kind of building up to that year. And I think just logistically, like Mm -hmm. practically speaking to plan that, like an event on that kind of stage, I think it takes a lot. So, I mean, yeah. Also it It allows you, it allows you to get some European stash on you and actually support Europe (laughs) and go away from America for a little bit. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Was that a difficult transition to make? (laughs) I mean, it was easier than expected. 
put it that way. It wasn't. Everyone's like, is it weird being here rooting for Europe? I'm like, it's not weird. Like, I know I'm an American, but I'm invested in Europe for a very obvious reason. So I was just like, I, right. I'm not not going to root for Europe just because I'm American. Like, she's my fiance. I'm going to root for them. And you did twerk in front of the whole team on like Wednesday night. So that's what the team bonding was. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> that was the after party? No, this was, was like sober. Um, I don't know. They were, we're playing, playing some game. games. I was finishing up work. I was working a little later. And then Mel's like, we have one more game. And they were trying to find a volunteer. And Mel's like, Carly, you do it. I was like, all right, whatever. And then it was like the tissue box on your butt with the ping pong balls in it. And you have to twerk oh, out. Man. Have you seen that? No, Look I've never seen this. <laughs> but this sounds like a really funny game. tissue box around my waist. And there's a bunch of ping pong balls in it. And I was going against one other person. Who also was the only other American partner, yes. Daniel, Matilda's yes. boyfriend. So we thought, let's get the two Americans up and get them to really <laughs> team bond with us. So, yeah, we got them to twerk in front of so us. So I had to just, like, shake my butt for 10 <laughs> seconds until all the balls came out. And I lost. So it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> so it sounds like that was your Team Europe initiation. I guess. Yeah. And then she had to chop in a bit because she lost. So. I didn't. I didn't. I think you did. I mean, you probably did. Out I think you did pure, too. You probably did out of pure voluntary. I probably did. I was scarred after that. <laughs> Wait, so were you guys like getting after it in the team room before the Solheim started? Like, do you party a little bit before too? Or is this like, not the players. Just, like a little, not, not the, the players. players? Okay. Like, we'll probably have like a glass. Just the ones. Yeah, the caddies yeah. like to get after it for sure. Like, they get overexcited <laughs> immediately because there's like free alcohol. So they just get very overexcited. Um, but honestly, like everyone was pretty well behaved this time. Yeah, not the, until the after party, I feel like. Yeah, like the the players obviously we don't really drink. Um, caddies a little bit. It used to be worse. Like the first one I ever played, like like people would go kind of hard at the start of the week. Whereas now it's like a little bit more. It's a lot more professional. Like not professional, but I feel like opening ceremony people had a few. Yeah, like, that's really. Yeah, it, I mean people until... had a few, but not not really the players. No, not really. So nobody's caddies were like hungover. I mean, probably, the, probably, probably maybe a little bit. <laughs> they hide it. They're veterans, that kind of thing. They're a different breed. They are. Caddies they're just are. yeah. They're they're <laughs> veterans at it, so they we didn't notice. I gotta start like learning how to lift heavy, so that maybe that could be a potential career path for me. I feel like I could. I could maybe keep up. up. I think I, I just need to like keep my back rolled out and everything and then maybe <laughs> maybe i'll be ready and learn more about golf too that might be helpful useless caddy in the world <laughs> like i don't know i kind of how far is this uh i'm also the worst at gauging di gauging distances so maybe you gotta work on that first <laughs> i think at age 30 i think you have another enough balls in the air jen you can hold <laughs> off on the caddy dreams maybe for the next lifetime <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it I don't want to well, knock you down at all. I don't want to, you know, dash your dreams, but you have a lot. Once of I start, well, yeah, one of one of my dreams that I really would like to see if maybe I can go to the U.S. Senior Women's Open. I'm also really bad at golf, by the way. I feel like I should tell you that before I tell you that. You could um, potentially play with Laura when she's like 100 years old, and you're like <laughs> just coming into your 50s. That could be the dream. <laughs> Like, yeah, the dream is just to earn the dame's respect somehow. And I think that one of the only ways to do it will be competing in the U.S. Women's Open senior. And winning. <laughs> I think I think you'd have to and, win. 
I think just getting there. I think just okay. getting there, that will be the dream. Once I start, um, once I finally call uh, Lee Kang back, um, I have I have Megan King's dad's phone number and he lives here in Massachusetts. And so he's, he's who I've decided coach. is going to bring me to the next level. He's a good coach. Uh, yeah, I was speaking yeah. to Megan. He's a really good coach. We were walking with him for a little while. He's very funny. He's pretty wild. Yeah, he's a good guy. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, so we brought up the Ryder Cup for a minute. We were really interested, um, not so like, I mean, obviously in the golf, but also in the extensive coverage of the WAGs. And so, um, Carly, we were wondering if you felt left out that like there wasn't enough WAG like coverage during the You didn't get to wear matching outfits with everyone else? Yeah. Do you guys exchange gifts? Like, is there anything going on like that? Or I feel like I heard so much about this during the Ryder Cup, but I was like, where was this when we needed it? So I worked at the PGA of America, so I've seen what goes into like the making of a Ryder Cup and how they treat the families and stuff. And I mean, I'm sorry, it is too much. Too much. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. Like they it's I, I don't even know what else to say other than that. But like, I didn't feel left out. I, that almost made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't want to wear the same outfit with everyone else. Are you kidding? That was weird. Like they have really weird. Really scary looking. Yes, it's insane. I mean, I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's next level, like extra. But no, I'm (laughs) glad. Yeah, I think after having gone to the Solheim in person, you know, we've watched. You know, as far as our fanship goes, you know, every year it's like a new stage that we hit. But this year was really the first year that I paid attention to the Ryder Cup from start to finish. And when I saw the WAG content, I was like, this is, this feels like a reality no, they, TV show. They, they, plan really outing, they plan outings for them every day. What up? Like, are they supposed to be the golf tournament? Are they supposed to like, be? Like, when there's no golf, like, leading up to the event, they have legit, like, life outings. That they spend a lot of money on. Maybe if I'm ever Solheim Cup, if I'm ever Solheim Cup captain, maybe I'll bring that in. <laughs> Honestly, we can lobby for you, Carly, up until the next one in Spain, and we'll make sure that you have field trips in uh, for the next <laughs> field trips. Scripted outfits that match other people's. <laughs> I mean, the outfits We're on alone. It. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was like very like silly kind of and it was like i wonder if out of you know these like 12 women i wonder if any of them like don't like it you know what i mean or like can right. i get out of this somehow like you've got to assume that yeah. some people are just like fuck this like no 100 percent. yeah i mean i want to say if i'm so cut out i might bring that in like you know partners day out so what would your field trip yeah. be like brewery a brewery <laughs> a brewery it's a beat Men and women love a brewery. Like I'd write, listen, Everyone go to the brewery. There's three hours. If you don't come back, like if you can walk when you come back, don't come back. Like I, I want you to be on the floor when you come back. <laughs> love that. Thank you. Right. I think I think Gruder Golf can help make this happen. We'll just put it on our list for Spain. That would be hilarious. And it, you know, yeah, no matching outfits required. Um, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> we'll follow up on that. We have to start learning Spanish. We have to start doing a lot of things. <laughs> we have to start doing a lot of things. So we've got a lot of things in the to-do list. Learning Spanish is one of them. Actually, I want to learn Korean too. I think that learning Korean would be very Korean would be really helpful. I've heard I heard recently actually that it's one of the easiest languages to learn how to read because it was invented in order to be to like improve literacy across the country. 
I saw that on an Instagram post. That's as much as I know. Um, I didn't really do any further research, but I read like a an infographic. And Very reliable. So just spreading misinformation yet again on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, we wanted to ask some questions because we obviously we did, you know, our, our journalistic research um, on both of you. And um, you met in actually at the Ryder Cup. So does the Ryder Cup hold a special um, place in your heart? And can you tell the listeners kind of how you met? Jen already knows, but she, she doesn't. I already know, know, but the listeners need to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Carly was obviously working for PGA of America at the time. So my one of my best friends was her boss. I was like, I really think you should meet this girl. She's cool. Um, she works out in basketball shorts, so she's probably... She's probably gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just find out. Apparently that was the like one sign. She's so, like, I'm going in. So I was like, I got you. So it actually turned out I actually really enjoyed actually like speak like spending time with her. So we kind of hung out after Ryder Cup. Like we I spent an extra couple of days in Paris and Carly spent an extra week there with with your mum, right? Mm-hmm. But the day after Ryder Cup, me, you and Molly all went out and got I mean, we got really drunk, basically. And um, yeah, I mean, that's honestly where it started. And then I was on my flight back to the UK and Carly texted me like, you texted me something like, you're one of like, the best humans I've ever met or something. This is true. So I was like, that's kind of cute. And then I was actually moving to America like two <laughs> days later. Like I was actually moving anyway. And so we just, that's kind of where it started. We just were hang- hanging out and, you know. Be- Where'd you move? Yeah. Where did you move to though in in the U.S.? Jupiter. And where were you? And where were you, Carly? I was in Jupiter. Okay, that's so crazy. Worked, it seems a little too friend. convenient. You two. I know. It's a lesbian story. I actually was not moving for. No, me. I actually wasn't. Like we had just met literally right before she was moving. I mean, so I know we kind of accelerated after we got to see each other. Yeah, every day. I knew. I I know we'd known each other two days, which in lesbian terms is about two years. But no, I definitely wasn't moving. <laughs> for her um i was actually moving for legitimate golf reasons but yeah i mean it just worked out and then yeah we just started hanging out and finally after a few months yeah i managed to to really hook her in <laughs> yeah i was waiting to see where you're gonna go with that i was like what i can see the look she's giving me and i'm like okay i need to i need to stop but Feel it back read it back but um but yeah honestly yeah i mean paris definitely does hold like a little bit of special place in our heart um so so wi-fi password so yeah our wi-fi password password. yeah so if anyone's interested in getting on our wi-fi paris 2018 um but yeah no no, it was it was it's been a fun little ride so far that's great oh my god the wedding is next year april six months Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Okay, wow. wow. First of all, that is very crazy to think that April twenty twenty two is six months away. No, I know. I know. Absurd. Where are you? Where are you disclosing that? Yeah, it's like St. Augustine area. It's in a little oh, town nice. called Green Cove Springs. Oh, yeah, we. Lovely. Florida just makes sense because we've been here. Well, I've been here for like five years. You've been here for three, three, three and yeah, a half, three and a half. So it's just easier to plan. I feel like when you're not trying to. And it's kind of super easy for like both families to get here. Obviously, Carly's family's mm-hmm. in Nebraska, Philadelphia. Mine from the UK. It's really easy to get on the West Coast. So yeah, it kind of just made sense. 
Yeah. Fair enough. That's great. How lovely. How is the planning going? <laughs> Are you finding it stressful at all or is it like I mean, fun? I'm doing all of it. So. I basically said to Chloe, just tell me what time, what time, what date and what to wear and I'll meet you there. <laughs> Love it. Love Thank it. You. It's going. That's it's great. going good. We, we I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. We're paying for a wedding planner, which is probably the best money we've ever spent because you don't really have to stress. Like she's done weddings at this venue, knows the layout, knows what looks good. So she's been honestly the real MVP, but I mean, we're in a good, we're in a good spot. We've got all the we've big things much done. Everything, yeah. All the food, oh venue, God, you- DJ. My one thing was to give all the invites out to like the girls or the caddies that I'm inviting on tour like a couple of weeks ago. And I completely forgot them. So I'm not seeing them again for another month. So, so half of them are like, are we not invited? Yeah, She's half like, of you're them. invited. You're invited. <laughs> mate, I thought we haven't had an invite yet. And it's in like five months. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> mate, I totally forgot to bring the invite. Like typical me. I'll, I'll bring them next time. So. Oh, I love the idea of a hand-delivered invite too. There's something like yeah. very old school about that. It reminds me of like a Valentine exchange. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was like, are you going to either text all these people for the address or do you want to give them out? She's like, I'll give them out. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And then didn't do it. Shocking. Do all the, do all the players that you're inviting, do their caddies automatically get invited? Is it, you know, are they like a package? No, deal? no, definitely, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I'm actually inviting probably more caddies and players. Like, I'm really tight with the okay. caddies. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I'm probably inviting. 60% of the, like, out of the 100% of people on the LPGA, I'd say 60% of caddies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, wow. yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, like I said, we're trying to keep it to 270, and Carly's family takes up about 246 of it. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm very limited into who I can invite. No, you're sure. not. So, uh, but, yeah, no, it's going to be, I, I can't wait. Uh, invite the dame. So, see if she turns up. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I feel like I want her to officiate or something. I feel like she should have like a role. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> here to play that. <laughs> she would. I wouldn't. I would not trust her to not give me the biggest amount of shit if she officiated <laughs> us. I just couldn't trust her. Fair enough. Maybe a maybe a toast. Very quickly turn into a roast. Yeah. <laughs> roast. Yeah. We're just trying to get back on our good side. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a ways to go. I think yeah, after the video, presser. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let me just do we want to talk about golf at all? Do we I mean, want to? Carly, I'm actually, I'm actually, um, very intrigued at like how's your golf game and that's where I was. What go is it, it like being with like a professional golfer? I'm, I'm getting better. I've taken two like actual lessons at the country club that she practices at in Jacksonville, and that's been like amazing. I mean, she's. She's tried to give me pointers and stuff, but here's no. Shh. Yeah, you can tell that story. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Like this is such a good story. Here's the thing: like when she tries to teach me things, I can't relate to it. Like it's too technical and too like you need to feel this. I'm like I don't know how to feel that, right? So like when you're just getting like a head pro at a golf course, it's a completely different experience for someone that's pretty new to golf. But I mean, I'm, my swing's gotten a lot better. I, I'd say in like the last. Six she's pretty months. good. Like she's athletic as well, so it's kind of annoying. She, I had to give her different clubs because she started to hit it as far as me. So I was like, oh, these <laughs> these are too stiff for you. You need these ones who which go twenty odd short. But um, she. So this is the story. So she took a lesson. So I'm at Atlantic Beach Country Club in Jacksonville. And she took a lesson off uh, one of the pros, Rich. 
And I was there during the lesson, like I was hitting balls next to whatever, just practicing. And that night, and Carly has a tendency to sleep talk. Like she says the weirdest shit when she's like <laughs> asleep. Like the first time I ever noticed it, she started talking about pizza. Like she just, anyway. So she has this lesson and that night she is sleep talking going, take club outside, take hands behind, then go on inside of ball. And she was basically just going over and over about a golf swing. She did it like four or five times. And I was like, Carly, wow. talking about your golf swing. Yeah. She's like, take club outside, then turn shoulders and then come back inside, get inside <laughs> of ball. And she just kept repeating that like five times. That's a good sign though. That means your brain is memorizing it. I know. It's really sexy. It's definitely like <laughs> once you feel like you're getting kind of good, it's hard to stop playing golf. Like I wish I played more, but yeah, I'm 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 yeah. getting okay. Yeah, getting you're pretty good. You you very when, good. When did you start playing? Because you were already at the PGA tour when you two met. So did you already start to dabble in golf beforehand, or did you pick it up? Um, more once you met Mel? the first time I played, so I interned with the LPGA in 2016, and I played like twice that summer. But other, I didn't really touch a club after that for a couple years, and then I'd say in the last like 18 months, I've played a little bit more consistently. Mm-hmm. But you probably pick it up like relatively quickly because you were a competitive athlete. Do you want to tell people you played basketball at Drake University, right? In Iowa. I did, yes. Pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. I, Pretty I legit. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm I don't remember the last time I've actually picked up a basketball crazy enough. But yeah, I played at Drake for five years. I redshirted my freshman year because I tore my ACL. So got a victory lap for my fifth year, which is great, but yeah, I mean, it's college athletics are the best. Like, they're some of the best years of my life, easily. Just the relationships and the memories you have with a team. Going back to a team, like, there's nothing better than that. But, yeah, I mean, I I had a great experience, and I'm thankful for it, too. We did not play any sports in college. It's probably obvious. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> We did go to college with one another as well as Kiki. We, we played, and we were we played team. intramural team one one year, actually. Sophomore year, we had a short-lived intramural basketball team. Um, it didn't go so well. Uh, we didn't last long. We kind of goofed off like before them. They were on like Sunday afternoon, so everyone kind of woke up, you know, like hungover or in various states of like still drunk. And then sometimes there would be a little oh, bit of drinking that. before the game. Um <laughs> Well, I missed a few passes. <laughs> like literally right through my hands. I have like such so. a vivid memory of I think it was me that passed it to you. Like yeah. <laughs> like this. And the ball just clears, like goes straight through her hands. Doesn't even touch a part of her body. Um, well, yeah, we were taking it very much as a joke though. And yeah. like there were girls who were on like, you know, like other athletic teams. Like so we went to Boston College, so it was like D one. So the the girls who played field hockey, like in the off season, would get an intramural basketball team and just like run train on like poor souls like us. You know what I mean? Like it was very unfair. I don't think they should have been allowed to do that. I don't think they're <laughs> actually it have been Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but they were. I thought it was just all fun and games, and it was a very competitive little league, um, which we were very unprepared for. But anyway, we're not here to talk about ourselves and college athletics because that was the crux of it. So. <laughs> It's all we have I mean, to say about that it. was a pretty stellar career you had there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as good though as my time as the manager of the club lacrosse team. Um, 
when I didn't know how to take stats at all. Like just didn't even pay attention. <laughs> we would like bring snacks and stuff and like be like in the in the uh, little little whatever it was, little table. Um, make quite the scene. <laughs> or I was just smoking on a weed at that point and <laughs> that didn't help with the stats either. <laughs> we got fired. <laughs> Shout I out. wonder why. Shout out to yeah, I don't know why, you know. I mean, it was club lacrosse. It wasn't a big deal, you know. Um, <laughs> let me let me see what else. What else have we got? Oh, one well, question we had actually based on kind of, you know, your your obvious synergies with, you know, both having some experience broadcasting, Carly on the podcast, you know, Mel on the the BBC and doing some commentating. Would you guys ever consider working together in some capacity in the future? Oh, wow. Like a little show That's or something. A question, a little, actually. I actually, I actually think we're really funny. Like I said to Carly, I said we should do like more things on like Instagram because, like, I actually think you're really funny. Really? I d- well, <laughs> you, said, you said the other day I've, that I've laughed at you more the last week. Than, yeah, you have. Yeah, like she's funny. Um, I'm and we're kind of—I don't know. Maybe it's because we spend so much time just me and her. Like I don't know during COVID and stuff. Maybe we just think we're funny and we're not. But. Um, I don't know, maybe. Like, you'd be a good podcast host. Me? I don't think so. I say mm too much, apparently. <laughs> yeah, um, you can do that, though. The accent, uh, you know, yeah. bounces it all out. You can say as many ums as you need say. to. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would love a career after golf and broadcasting or, or media. Like, I, it's something that I really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll. Maybe. Well, think about that. Jeez. No one's ever planted that seed. No. You might have planted a seed there. Thank you. (laughs) Let me be your producer, and that's all I ask. (laughs) I have never done any producing, but I'm sure I could figure it out. (laughs) I produced this one for a while, actually. That production is a loose term. Yeah. Well, the, like, on-course reporting and, like, you know, like, golf reporting in general seems so, like, hard in the moment you know like we actually we weaseled our way into the um golf channel trailer um that was where you know judy rankin and the boys were all you know doing like the live coverage and it seemed like it it seems difficult to fill time like did you find that when you were doing the Ryder cup or what was kind of what were kind of you doing there well i was i was doing radio so i have a face for radio so i was fortunate enough to do radio (laughs) um but yeah like for me doing on course stuff is I find it way easier in the studio because you're right. There's like a load of like time where you have to kind of fill and you have to talk about players. Whereas when you're doing it on course, like you can actually like, you know, you can study the lie, for example, and study how difficult of a shot it is. And you can really go into detail about that. And I think especially someone who is kind of still playing or just come out of retirement um, or just finished playing, sorry, then I think that it gives you really valuable information to, to the listeners um so that i definitely find it easier doing encore stuff and actually kind of feeling the mood and the energy and actually feeling how the player is and i think that's way easier than actually doing studio stuff like i admire people that do studio work because there is a lot of kind of free time that they have to fill and like it's an art honestly like i i wouldn't know what to talk about Oh, it does seem like there's there's actually so much. Actually, speaking of things to talk about, Carly did pro- promise us some um, crazy stories, actually, um, about just – actually, you didn't say exactly what it was, but you said you pro- you did promise some crazy stories, and we want to make sure that we give you enough time to, to tell those if you want. We're very interested in life on tour and kind of like what goes on and like 
you know, do you go out like often? Like, can you like ha maybe you don't need more, but have you in the past? Um, and how do you decide where to go? Like, just we want to know it all. I think one question we had was, how do you find the right bars in the right cities? Just dumb yes. things. Like um, that, you know, just got my McGettigan sweatshirt on with Mel. Oh my god! Yeah. So McGettigan's is fantastic. I, mean, I instantly thought of McGettigan's. It's probably. <laughs> It's definitely my favorite bar that we've yeah. been to, but. Um, so I like, obviously like with COVID and stuff, we obviously were restricted, but now things are starting to open up. Like I would always, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't necessarily, I don't really drink during tournaments. Like I obviously try and be professional and, you know, I've put in a lot of hard for that. So it'd be stupid to just go out and mess up on a night out. But I will still like Google or if somebody gives me a kind of, like a lot of pro-am guys will tell me really good restaurants or bars, like, because they're locals, right? And so I will always try and find a really good restaurant or a really good bar that's got a good vibe and somewhere with live music. They're kind of like my two two things that I'll try and do during a tour week. Um, it's actually been really difficult, obviously, during COVID because obviously everything's been shut down and like tour life is so different the last couple of years. But, um, you know, now it's opening up a bit. Like, that's definitely the two things. I always try and find live music and I always try and find either a really nice restaurant or a really cool kind of cocktail bar even if I'm not drinking like I'll always try and find that and because I think it's important like we go and visit all these cool places like I don't want to sit in a hotel every night or stay in my Airbnb every night like I actually want to go out and see the cities that I'm in like we go to some unbelievable places around you know around the world and I think it's just important to kind of get a little bit of that culture I think it's uh you know I think it's good for you and just to kind of sit and just look around a bit. I think that it's it definitely keeps you sane, and it's something that I've always tried to kind of try to do on tour. Yeah, I imagine most hotel rooms and Airbnbs start to look the same after a while. Right, a sense of where you actually are in the world. Uh, right. Any favorite cities or favorite spots in those cities? Um, I really like San Diego. Um, you know the the Gaslamp Quarter. Um, I kind of only in America, I guess. What's my other favorite place? I mean. Portland? I, I did I used to like Portland a lot more um I haven't quite enjoyed it as much the last couple of times I've been but I'm a huge Oregon fan like not like football or anything I'm just a huge kind of I love the state of the Oregon state. just the state <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> clarify that um no ducks but also the state yeah exactly um I think Oregon's awesome like it's really outdoorsy um I just love like the nature there that's something that I, I kind of jive with um I mean, where else really do I really enjoy playing? I feel like the West Coast probably. The West Coast is probably my favorite. Yeah, for sure. I really yeah. enjoy playing over the West Coast. And Carly, yeah, how, how often pumped are, you? are you for Pebble Beach? Huh? Or how pumped are you for Pebble Beach? Oh, yeah, I'm real pumped. Like, I've never – it's one of my courses that actually – I mean, I'm not a golf nerd, but it's one of the courses I'm desperate to play. Um, so to have, like, a U.S. Open there for us is – you know, I've been – I've always kind of spoke pretty openly that I want, you know, our major championships. Like I want to be able to play the course that the men's do, that the men do. Um, and, you know, playing Olympic club last or this year, unbelievable. Um, we always get unbelievable golf courses for KPMG. Um, you know, where was, what's the Hazel team? We played Hazel team a couple of years ago. I just think it's awesome when we, on, I think now like women's golf is progressing um, at a much faster rate and we're actually being able to play the courses that the men do. I think it's huge for women's golf. And I think it's it's unbelievable kind of opportunity for us to kind of showcase 
like how good the women golfers are. You know, they for US Open, for example, they set it up as similar as they can in difficulty. And, you know, it just goes to show this year, our women's open, what did she shoot? I think she finished on six under. You know, the guys was plus one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm telling you now, it was not easy. Um, I think I shot, you know, plus, plus 28 over the weekend. So I'm telling you, it's <laughs> not that easy. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool to compare it. Like, you know, I, these girls are so talented and the strength and depth in the LPGA and to play these big golf courses and, you know, to score better than the guys, I think, you know, it gives you a little bit of a comparison. Um, not a super accurate one, but, a, you know, pretty pretty good comparison. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for Pebble Beach. I think it's going to be unreal. Well, we'll be there, so hopefully. Yeah, we're, okay. we're now addicted to covering golf. We just need to, like, figure out how to um, kind of shake the day jobs and, um, I don't know, make profit off of this somehow, <laughs> off of spreading misinformation, um, which, you know, maybe might be easy off. But actually, in near Pebble Beach, I think that there's, I, I think, is Carmel by the Sea close to Pebble Beach? Haley, do you know this? You know that my geography is not Jen, great. I don't know how many podcast episodes we have to do before you, before you learn to not ask any geography questions. Jen has no idea what the Midwest is. She thinks everything... <laughs> Everything the west Midwest of Massachusetts is, is the Midwest. Okay, listen, I've been on the East Coast my whole life. I haven't traveled a lot domestically, it turns out. But I'm hoping that this, you know, the <laughs> golf you know thing you guys need to go? Like, you guys need to go to where? Pinehurst. Like, Pine, I was just thinking then. Oh I said God. to Polly, I said, when she gets, like, decent enough that I'm comfortable we're not going to get a divorce after 18 holes, I will take <laughs> her to Pinehurst for, like, a trip. Like, I loved Pinehurst. Like, I think it's a really yeah. cool area. Like, really cool little pubs around there. Like it reminded me a lot of England. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just we played. We went there in like November. I just I loved it. I thought it was a really cool spot. Yeah. I would love to get down yeah. there. There's so many places I want to go, but similar maybe to Carly, I feel like I need to reach a certain threshold of, of golf <laughs> right. before I can justify those trips. But uh, yeah, definitely on the list. Panic girls yeah. trip. Greater yeah. golf. I know what well, we're. There you well, go. Actually, we are. You guys, we, we we will invite you now. Um, we're planning <laughs> a trip for, for our members. Um, President's Day weekend. So in February, we're going to go to the Dominican Republic. Um, oh, wow. So this Kuchana, a trip. All inclusive, like spring break vibe. So nice. mark your calendars if you're yeah. available. I don't know if, what's on the schedule for then. <laughs> I haven't looked into I haven't looked into 2022 yet. I've only looked at the end of 2021. There's only two two tournaments left after yeah. this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it feels early. Does it feel early to you, or like does no, it feel like it's been a very, was, very long year? Feels like it's been a lot. Like since COVID, <laughs> yeah. like since we started back up in COVID, we've had hardly any time off. Like we had two weeks off at Christmas yeah. last year. That was it. So we wow. finished the twentieth so of December last year. Yeah, it's been it's been. Yeah. A, I've needed some time off, so which I'm taking full advantage of. I think I've put on about two stone in the last week, so <laughs> I need to start getting my ass back on that bike in the, in the near stone. future. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything that we left, but I also don't want to like take up your entire night. I know you guys are are busy. Should we do the questions for everybody? But I feel like I'm forgetting something that I really wanted to ask, but I forget what it is. Um. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll just ask you guys the questions for every guest. Um, and then that's it. Even though I would love to continue to hang out, we were just saying we really hope that you guys come to the DR with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we can make it work. Um, but, okay, so the first one is, 
Um, do we do dream foursome first? No, no, no. We do. Uh, your, well, this is actually okay. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. You're right. <laughs> it's 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 on topic with Hog's Breath, but uh, your favorite bar, or I'm sorry, your favorite club. But that could also be a bar. It's been a while. It could also be a bar. I'm very cool. I don't go to clubs anymore. Well, <laughs> I mean, most people don't because of COVID. So it can be your favorite bar, pub, watering hole, whatever. The club is just kind of like an umbrella term. Yeah. I mean, for a pub, I've got to probably say McGettigan's yeah. um, at Seaview in New Jersey, yeah. just because it's, it's just a cool night, wasn't it? And you were in the hoodie, cool. so I feel like I should say anyway. I mean, we because it was a cool night. Just, yeah, just so the listeners know, it was a cool night because she won the shop right. In <laughs> yeah, that was just, like, just knows. That was one cool night that we had there yeah, after I time went there. on tour. Yeah, I just bought this trophy in there. I just didn't realize, didn't realize what it was, but. Um, random. Yeah, that's probably my favorite pub. Oh my god, I love that. Same answer for you, Carly. Yeah, I'm going with McGettigan's. I mean, I and everything. I mean, I've traveled with her a lot, but I mean, the best pubs are in England. Not gonna lie to you, but I'm gonna stick on the U.S. topic and say McGettigan's. Just yeah, I feel like McGettigan's just because it's we've had great memories in there. Yeah. Yeah. When you got fined. Thank you. Um, But the other, okay, so the next question that we ask every guest is um, favorite club in the bag? Uh, For me, it's probably a driver. Cool. Mine's pitching wedge. (laughs) Wow. What a great balance. (laughs) Just laughs. That's right in your face. Because it's the only club I can hit consistently. I like. Nothing Pitching wrong with that. I'm the most confident with the pitch. No, you, you're already good with the putter. That's not my favorite wow. club. That's okay. even worse okay. than a pitching wedge. Yes. Cool. <laughs> hey, I very useful. Really yeah, it is useful. You can hit it. <laughs> and then the, the, the final one is um, dream foursome, living or dead, celebrity or non-celebrity, golfer or non-golfer. Um, and you can really pick as many people as you want. It doesn't have to be foursome because sometimes foursomes are seven people. I actually really don't enjoy this question because I feel really? it's a hard question to answer. So I'm just going to say you three. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. That's the first best time... answer I've ever heard to that question. First time anyone has ever put us in one. Yeah. And I kind yeah, of agree you with three. you, Mel. I, I also hate this question. I get a lot of fear because sometimes the guests will like, pretend like they're going to ask us this question and like immediately start sweating. And I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm yeah, sorry that we're just, doing it to you. So, it changes all the time. Like, yeah. Well, it can, it would, can be would a I timely, timely question. Mine would be Mel. Thank you. Only because she's sitting right there. <laughs> Michael Jordan, I think. And Barack Obama. There you Ooh, go. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. fun. That's a fun time. Well, Tall my foursome is fun us three will be fun. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Better than probably, probably drink a little bit Gordon more. Gordon and yeah, we'll so. probably drink a lot more. <laughs> I don't know. MJ can put it down. True. I mean, oh yeah. He used to drink before games and everything, right? Yeah, he's like he's like yeah, like I've seen him play golf a few times. Like he's been at um, when I was in Jupiter, played at the club I was at. He can put it down. Wow. Like big time. Pretty he's, impressive actually. That's why he's the goat. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's got a billion dollars. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Hey, someday. Someday. <laughs> Once you two launch your like global media empire, yes. you're well on the way. Yeah. The beginning of it all. 
Um, well, guys, really can't thank you enough for coming on. Like, this was so, so, so exciting. We were so pumped all week. Um, and yeah, it just goes to show you, like, don't be too embarrassed to um, to tweet at people and ask them where a party is and invite yourself because that's how we all got here. So let exactly. that be a lesson to, to the listeners. Anything you know, Shamelessly you can... just being like, so where's the after party? <laughs> yeah, you guys, even, you guys didn't even show up. Well, so, okay. We are losers. So by the time losers. we were staying like about a half hour like outside of Toledo, would you say is that? Yeah, yeah, we're in Sylvania. But we also, we had very early flights. Like, we were flying out at, like, 6.45 a.m. We have no excuses. we had to leave Toledo at... We have no I know, I know. We were tucked in. We were literally... When we got... They were already asleep. When I saw the response, we were literally already, like, in bed, like, (laughs) well on our way to being asleep. And I've been kicking myself ever since, to be honest. We should have just guessed where it was because that was a very obvious answer. We should have just went and hung out at the Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. Just rolled you would have up. heard it. We were on the ground floor as well. But it was also, I mean, we weren't even playing. We were exhausted from the weekend. <laughs> so I don't know how you guys did it because we were very tired. Yeah. A lot of walking. We were on the sofa for a week after that. Yeah. yeah. At it least was, four days. Yeah. It was, it was exhausting. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we will never let you down again. I promise <laughs> that we will be at the party in Spain. Perfect. And any other victory parties in that, you, that you invite us to. That you invite us to. <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. I'll, just, I'll invite you. Maybe see you in the uh, Dominican Republic. Who knows? Wow. Yes. A girl can you're, do You're invited. <laughs> you're invited. So seriously, yeah, I, I mean, I'm serious. It's going to be really, really fun. I haven't done all-inclusive since college, I think. And it's, it's like dangerous. an all-inclusive, which is such a blast. Yeah. So like a good, yeah, like a good one. Not, not, a, not a bad one. Yeah, not like where the food is inedible. And not like the one that we went to in college, one. to be clear. Just. Yeah, not like that. Because so. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> it's going to be better than that. Yes. All right. Um, so thank you guys so much. You're welcome on any other time that you want to come to, because I do feel like we have more questions. But um, everybody, thank you so much for listening, too. We very greatly appreciate it. Um, you know where to find Mel and Carly on the internet, so we don't even really need to say it. Um, but until we meet again, uh, hang loose, swing easy, and we will see you out there. Bye. Thanks, guys.